I've had this this thought that was bounced around and I never knew how to really put it together I knew what I wanted to say and I knew how I wanted to say it but I couldn't put it on paper and this morning's no different but I've often sat back as a victim of someone that had others looking and wanting to tell my story from the outside in. Wanting to watch my decisions and and, and my direction peering through a chain link fence. standing at the corner at the post office and looking to the other side of the street. And I've often wondered how many decisions have I made for people by the perspective that I stood in. We're standing in the foyer yesterday, and uh, I'm going to say this not to to point out anyone particularly or to elevate anyone above anybody else, but I'm telling you this because I want you to hear something in it. But Dawn was out there talking with Debbie and I. And And I had said something about, I've been wanting to do a series on from the other side of the street. And I wasn't quite ready until you left. And I went and I sat in my office. Because if we aren't careful, I'll persuade you, or I'll give direction that could possibly lead you to an alternative path than what God intended, because I peer from the outside in. How many of you have ever said that, man, I wouldn't have done that? I wonder, I wonder how many would have given marital advice saying, if that was me, I wouldn't tolerate that.
Man, if that were me, I would have not understanding that what we choose to say at that moment, we are speaking from our side of the street. And if God would have it, that we would stand on the other side of the street maybe our comments or our guidance or our counsel our direction would be different I think this is going to be a two-fold ministry right now that not only to challenge those of us that stand on this side of the street and caution us on what we may say or do or step out to, but I think it will also minister to those that stand on the other side of the street so that they may recognize that what's coming to them from that person standing on the other side of the street is because they don't have the same understanding. As this might even be a three-part. It, it may be the fact that the one on the, this side of the street may learn something from the ones that are deciding on this side of the street. Now I read a uh, a story out of Second Kings. Tommy, you can flip there and Second Kings chapter four. Starting at verse one. A certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves so Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. 
Can you imagine the people that were standing outside looking in and seeing this widowed woman so so distraught that she would be willing to put her business on the street. I wonder how many of us have kept our business in the house for so long that it's wearing, it's tearing, it's pulling, it's bringing down. I put a thing on Facebook this morning that was talking about the desires of our deliverance is oftentimes dependent upon the delay of our desperation. There's times in our lives that God calls out to our desperation. I don't know if you've ever been there. I'm not talking about the pretty ones this morning. And I'm not talking about the ones that, that, that pray the real fancy, proper prayers. I'm, I'm talking about the ones that would be like those days of old and they would, they would rip their clothes and they would cry out. Sometimes your deliverance is dependent upon your desperation. Too many times we walk in this life with a, with a false sense of security and a, a false sense of hope thinking that we'll be able to get through it. Man, if I can hold on for one more day, if I can just get this one more check, if I can close this one last deal, if I could get... And our dependency lies on us. Have you ever failed yourself? Can I tell you about a God that never fails? beg for bread and the righteous are never forsaken as I was reading this I was looking and I was going man you know this woman was the wife of a prophet I mean if anybody knew she should have known. God, why, why, why is she put in this situation of, of being not only, she wasn't only a widow, she was broke. She owed. 
God, surely you didn't intend this to happen. If, if I were her, God, I would have. And this is where all this started from the other side of the street. Read the scripture. Yes, sir. Tommy, go back. We're not even going to get that far into it. We're going to stay right there. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you, you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. If you know anything about Jewish custom, women, follow me. Women didn't go and do contractual agreements. It was the men. Wow. Okay. Now I'm getting it, God. He was a prophet. In in this time of, of irreligious... Uh, of, a, of a time of an era that, that, that everything was going on and everything was pushing back against the religious people and here he is a prophet and surely in this case they weren't in some type of a compound because he was married so that type of thing wouldn't have took place there so he would be outside on his own but he would be trying to make ends meet he wasn't enjoying the prosperity of, of a business of a fluid business that was bringing in the funds and he was having to go and borrow and beg just to be able to make sure that he could tend to his family and then all of a sudden one day he's gone and there she stands I wonder what we would have done from the other side of the street I wonder what kind of decisions there'll be that we that we would have made if we were put there in that circumstance. I wonder if we would have been so bold to say, "Well, God, I surely, I would have." And because we don't know and because we, we can't place ourselves there, we are quick to look down our nose or we'll say things that we, we really don't mean, but we do mean. I say, God, surely this woman, her, her husband, Look at what she said. That your servant, my husband, is dead. Your servant, my husband. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. I mean, she is putting a characteristic on her husband to let it be known. That no matter what you think on this side of the street, 
She knew what took place on the other side of the street. And she was letting you know that my husband, he feared the Lord. And you know this. She was making sure that everybody else that would view her husband and view the character of her husband would understand this, that it was not due to any ill will of him that she was put in the place that she was in. He'd done the best that he could do with what he had. And oh, how many times we would stand And look and say, I have to believe this woman loved that man. He had gone and who knows what he had, who knows what type of contracts he put out. And in those times, that if it came up and you didn't pay those contracts, the creditors could come and grab. Now, they wouldn't come and grab those people and work them as slaves as we would think slaves. But they would tend to them a little nicer. But they would still have to work off the debt. But nonetheless, we stand on this side and we see a woman that's out in the middle of the street putting her business before everybody. And the first thing we think of is how shameful. How dare she? She should never. I would have never. Have you been there? Are you catching up with me on your desperation? But see, because we view this circumstance and because we we sit and we watch from this side of the street... It's easy for us to delay our desperation. Man, look, we don't want nobody knowing what's happened. We don't want anybody to know what's going on. I'm not putting my business out there. I don't, I'm not going to go up there and act a fool at the altar like that one woman done last week. And what you don't understand is that she had to fight her way through an abusive relationship to even get to the house of the Lord and you're sitting and wondering and worried because all she has on her feet is a pair of sandals that don't match. One sock is high, one sock... You don't know that she was just grabbing what she could grab on the way out of the door so that she could go spend time with the Lord that she serves and she knew that that was the only place that she would get delivered But because that you're on the other side of the street and you're viewing the circumstances and the situation of other people based on your perspective, man, it's easy to coach a game standing in your living room. Come on, how many of you have done it? Give Louie the ball. 
but have you ever tried to coach that same ball game in the situation? Have you ever been in the game having to make those decisions under pressure quickly, quickly, quickly? I'll sit and watch a woman that's desperate man we're not talking about a bank coming and picking up your car we're not talking about a loan officer coming and turning the keys at your house and shutting it down we're talking about someone that's coming to grab your children my God, if that won't make you desperate, my friends, you'll never get delivered. She is so desperate for someone to give her guidance, someone to give her counsel. She, did you pay attention to this? She didn't even answer one of these questions. He said, what shall I do for you? She didn't even answer it. So he asked another question. What, what do you have in the house? Can I tell you that your deliverance in life may be based on the very thing that you have left? I know, I, it, it's hard. It's hard to even recognize what you have left because you live there. See, when you, when you live in a house for so long, there's things in there that devalue over time just because of affiliation. I used to tell my kids all the time, man, when you pay for it, you'll respect it more. Go look at my son's car now. Quick look at daddy say, Daddy, you gotta kick the mud off your boots. You can't get up in here like that. But if we if we aren't careful, the things that we become familiar with in our house will forget that it's even a gift. And God has gifted each and every one of you. And we need to be thankful for whatever the gift is. It may not be what you think it is. But there's a gift that's held up in your house that's meant specifically for your deliverance. Specifically. Nobody else carries this gift. Did you watch how this transformed? Have you ever read this? 
and understood what took place, God never come and give her something for nothing. See, I keep telling you, y'all hate me for this, but I keep telling you this. You have a responsibility as a child of God. I don't see God working through the whole Bible on our behalf without us first doing something with the exception of Christ on the cross. Because you're only saved by faith and faith alone. It ain't by your works. <laughs> See, I got your religion. You with me? What do you have in your house? All I have. How many of you sit here and go, all I have is... There was something that she understood... Tommy, go to go to First Peter real quick. First Peter chapter five, verse ten. I believe she understood the scripture even before it was written. But may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while, let's, let's, let's read it so that we can get it. But may the God of all grace perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. after you've suffered a little while but it's the God of all grace Who's called us to his glory, he will be the one to perfect, to establish, to strengthen, and to settle. Do you see this happening in her life? Surely she wasn't perfected. Surely she wasn't established. All her strength had to have been waning. Remember, she said, I can't, I can't take any more. Elisha, you know my husband. And then she 
got settled in. Because she was desperate enough. To go to the one that could fulfill what she needed. Go back to verse 8, Tommy. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. See, if you knew about Elijah and Elisha, there was two, there's actually two offices being fulfilled here between these two prophets. One prophet was a prophet to the nation. He was to he was to the government. He was out and letting the nations know. And Elisha was more of the prophet to the people. He was out serving people. He was fulfilling a pastoral element. If you just go and read his stuff and go and read Elijah's. Most of Elijah's was to the nation, to the kings. Elijah's to the people. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So why cast your cares? He's waiting for you to slip. He's waiting for you to try to carry what is not meant for you to carry. He's hoping that you're going to hold on to what's not yours. Because what's not yours, it's heavier to carry. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from him. He'll help you carry what you need to carry. He may let you carry on your own what you shouldn't be carrying for a moment to let you realize that what you have doesn't belong to you. my question to you this morning is this what side of the street are you on which side do you see yourself this morning are you on the side where nobody understands And you're desperate. 
You don't know what to do with it. But you're desperate. You're scared of what others are going to say and do. But you're desperate. Don't jaywalk and get to the other side. And look back and go, well, I should do. You're where you are for the purpose that God get glory. And I'm not saying that we all will have to go through something so tragic. But I'm just telling you this. We all will face something in our life that will cause us to become desperate. So before you peer across the street to the post office from the donut shop and you look at somebody and go, "Mm -mm. brother, if that was me, I'd have told her to get gone. Be careful because one day you may come up on a crosswalk that takes you to the other side. And then the very words that you baked are going to be the very words you're going to have to eat. I don't want you caught there. That's a bad place to be caught, man. It's a bad place to be. When you tell people why, I thought you served the Lord and here you are. You, I heard you cuss in the front yard yesterday. You a hypocrite. You a hypocrite. You go to church and that just come out your mouth. And they have no idea what just took place. They have no idea how much the pressure in the pot had been coming. And it just so happened the day that the top blew, they were standing there. So before you are that one, well, I thought you were saved. Be careful. View, view their circumstance, view their situation from that side of the street. Listen, I'm not telling you to condone every action that people do. So don't get that twisted. I'm not saying it's okay to go out here and drown your sorrows in alcohol. Because here's the problem with that. When you come to, they're still there. And you've probably done something stupid. Now you've got to, to deal with that too and the other problems. Do yourself a favor. Just don't do things that's going to alter this, okay? we got a hard enough time with this being where it's at. Amen? When you start putting stuff in it to alter it, buddy. This isn't typical. wasn't meant to be but I think this is going to be a start of something
because I want us to learn through the word that there may just be something going on on the other side of the street that you can learn from. And I want you to be cautious. Man, come on. I mean, don't make me go to the book of James. Okay? Because James ain't much on. I mean, that, that dude was quick to, to tell us he added some stuff when Paul said that it's by grace and he's or it's by faith and he said wait a minute show me faith without works and i'll show you faith that's dead see you got to be careful with james now james will get you a little upset he'll get you a little tight so before we go and do anything let's read the book of james and let's make sure he said man if we could bridle this oh what a little rudder to turn such a big ship some of us are bigger than others So what I'm suggesting is that we that we not only read the Bible and that we not only go to church, but, but we learn to walk as Christ walked. That we, that we learn to follow in His ways. Is it easy? No. Are you going to be perfect? No. So I'm not telling you to go out there and try to run across a pond today. Okay? 99.99999% and nine-tenths is probably going to sink. There might be one person to make it one step, and that's because they just didn't step on the first one. They just, it was a visual illusion. Where do you stand? kind of hard word really if you think about it because in the loving short of things I'm telling you don't be judging people don't put your self-righteousness on the other side of the street see now you're hearing Rocky right now, now you're hearing me preach they said there's pastor where's he been think we're in a season that God wants to teach us something and if, if we're diligent if we're diligent in our learning we'll gain understanding see it's, it's, it's hard to gain it's hard to gain that type of understanding standing on this side of the street but boy oh boy if I could get you to come over here and visit for a minute And after you've been here for a while, you'll know why I threw the cat out the front window. I, cat lovers, dogs, whatever, the, the, threw the chair out the front window. 
See, get dirty letters all the time. Well, here it comes. Here comes the mean one, the mean nasty right now. They talk about my cats. Sometimes I wish I could have been sitting there listening. Because when I have God speak in a way like this, this is, this is one morning that I'll leave and I, I heard the very words that you heard. You get to make a choice. Maybe you're in here this morning. stand in life you're standing in the delay of desperation man you're, you're hoping that if God will give you one more day then you've got it if, if God will pull me through today then I can make it can I tell you you can't pull through any day unless God lets you unless he permits that to happen. Oh, I know you think you have it all together. And you don't you don't need prayer. I mean, you don't even need church. You just came this morning just because. Life is good. Doesn't it always seem that way? Man, when I wasn't serving God, I had more money. I had more time. I had more fun. Come on, are you? Leave me standing up here by myself. I'll make you preach next Sunday. Every one of you have gone to God about that once, one time before in your life. God, it's, why, is it, why is it that when I'm serving you that I've got to go? God, it wasn't like this before I came to church. And then First Peter pops up. <laughs> there that is again. Being vigilant. Being sober. Don't let your mind be divided. Man, the Bible even says this. That for, for a man to hope for something that he, a, a man has no need for hope of something that he already sees. He don't have to hope for that. It's already there. This is where our faith is. Man, to see our life move with no hiccups, no bumps, I'm mighty afraid that you would become arrogant. 
you would become egotistical, pompous, haughty spirit, prideful. And you wouldn't need God no more. Taught one thing about being hung in the balance. God knows how to weigh those scales out. Being hung in the balance. Oh, I can't give you so much so that you don't think you need me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't allow but so much bad to happen to you because then you're just going to not have faith in me. I'm going to keep you hung right here. Oh, you're going to taste a few bad, but you're going to taste a few. I'm, boy, God is the perfect lover. Oh my God. He loves you just right. He don't bring you flowers every day because then you're going to expect them. prayers that you never have to get to this point that's my prayer my hope is that you don't fail when you get the cream ain't always on top the purification of gold it, they're, they're not dipping off gold off of the top they're dipping off the impurities of the gold see you think gold is that yellow gold you got on or the white if you have real gold uh oh husbands listen right now I'm going to just give you authorization say man passion lost his mind because real gold, you wouldn't be able to see it. It's clear. It's transparent. So, before me and Alyssa, before you go and tell the brothers, man, check out her bling. Check out what I got mama. Look at that bling. Don't put yourself out there today. Because they go look, they go go, oh, that's fake gold. Yeah, real gold, I can see through it. I'd never be able to see it. Don't ask why. I don't even know. This is what God intended. 
All I, all I needed to hear was that song this morning. Why are you here? If you're here to show me them pretty fancy shoes that you wear every Sunday, it's the wrong reason. Not that I'm not intrigued by them sometimes. If you're here to see what somebody else is doing, man, it's the wrong reason. worship you even if I'm on the other side of the street maybe you're here this morning do me a favor let me cut you, let me cut half your distractions out I don't do this out of a religious standpoint. I just want to cut some of your distractions out. I just want you to close your eyes. If you want to bow your head, you can bow your head. I just want to talk to you for a second. But I want you to cut out all your distractions. Because there, there is nothing more important right now than you and your circumstance with God. And only you know where you stand. Man, there is so much stuff happening in the world right now that the Christian world should be awakened immediately. Just from the pure recognition to know that everything that's taking place, man, is falling right in line with God's Word. There's people being taken from their family. In horrific incidents don't think you have tomorrow my friend see that that's arrogance that's that's pride that's a haughty spirit when you think well I won't I won't give my heart to God today because there's always tomorrow there, man there's always next you can be like you can be like pastor once was when he was growing up and I used to say, man, there's too many things I want to I wanna get done in my life before I go to church and get tied down with this religion thing. There, there's, I mean, I want to get married. And I want to have children. I want a good job. I want to have a home. I want to make good money. And you know what? If something happens, then I can always ask Christ in my life on the bed. Would you really want to go that way? How arrogant. God, I was so arrogant, and I'm sorry. Maybe you're sitting here this morning. You're on one side of the street or the other. You're on one side of the street or other. You're on the side of the street where desperation has pushed you to the edge. And you need God. Not your family, not your mama. Not your boyfriend, your wife. You need God in your life. You need God to show up in your circumstance. Maybe that's you.
Maybe you've caught yourself on the other side of the street and you've looked across and you've looked down your nose. I'm not going to ask you to fill out somebody's name on a piece of paper who you look down on. But you're probably standing there and you can recall the person. You see the person in your mind. Maybe that's you this morning. And this morning God said, hey, this is what I want you to take care of. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're the one on this side of the street and you're looking over going, I want to learn from that because I do love people and I, I don't want to hurt people. And, and I want to understand. God, show me how to get to the other, other side of the street. Maybe that's you. You might be sitting there right now and you're going, man, he needs to hurry up and, and just give me an amen so I can go. That's the enemy. I want to give you an opportunity to allow desperation to break out of your life so that deliverance may break in. If that's you, I want you to come. If you think by chance that you showed up today because you had it all planned out, God had it planned out long before you woke up. You might be sitting here thinking, well, I didn't decide to come to church till this morning. That was God. God's love for you is beyond anything you could ever imagine. You cannot outdo God. You will never outlove God. And you can't run far enough away from God. You might be able to run far, but you're going you're gonna to get breathless in a little while. Man, God's favor on your life right now. God's favor is God's favor is like that that, that God's grace is it's it, it's that, it's that flirt it's that flirty it's that flirtatious grace. It's like grace walking through the red light district going, "Hey, come here. You want some of this? You don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway." God's grace hunts you down. God's grace will work you over. See, you can't, you can't do enough to get God to turn around. The Bible says that his eyes are going to and fro. Well, he's looking, he's looking for somebody. He's looking for that one. He's looking for you because you don't deserve it. He's looking for you. And that's the very person. Stop letting the enemy tell you one thing when God's saying something else. 
God sent Elisha to you this morning. Whatever side of the street you own. If you want help, you want healed up, you want deliverance, I'm only going to put this out one more time. I don't, I don't beg. I don't beg. If that's you, I want you to come on. Get your head right. Get your heart right. Get your life right. Whatever it is, come on. Father, right now, I, I come and stand against any spirit of division, any spirit of distraction, any spirit of rebellion that has no place here. God, this is your time for ministry. Holy Spirit, you have your way. You speak to the hearts and to the lives of those that have come seeking your help because God what they need I can't I can't do it oh I can pray and I can stand and believe together but God there's those up here that need supernatural God there's things up here that I'm not going to be able to break it's going to take your power and your authority Listen, your, your nights of laying in your bed crying are over. You get in your bed at night when everything else goes away, you get in your bed at night and you're rolling over to your side and you're looking at a wall. You keep seeing that wall and all keeps coming to your mind is, I can't. I'm here to tell you, you can. God's here to tell you, you can. Listen to me, all things work out for the good. To those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Let this mind be in you. God's not letting me off of you. Let this mind be in you. Think on these things. 
what you're challenged with right now, you can't do it. And I, I don't know who, whatever you have, whatever you're challenged with right now, you can't do it. Man, we're so bold sometimes. We come and just stand before God like, okay, let's just get it over. Arrogancy. Pridefulness. The Bible says that the enemy is out to seek, kill, and destroy. But I came that you may have life and you have it more abundantly. You can't live like you always live and think it's okay. See, you're on one side of the street this morning. This morning's a good opportunity for you to cross over to the other side of the street, whether it's to get on the other side to understand somebody or whether it's to get on this side of the street and move on with life. You, you, can't, you can't sit there. You, God's, God's given you a way out. He's given you a way out right now, but you refused it. One of you just refused it. You, you refused it because this is what you're thinking. You're thinking just like me. I'm going to help you because I want to walk with you. Don't think you got tomorrow. Don't, don't do the religious game. You took a stand this morning. You took a step this morning. And this is what you said. God fix me. Fix me in my sin, fix me in my sorrow, fix me in my hurt, fix me in my pain, fix me in my wayward ways, fix me. Are you desperate? See, for some of you, I know that the desperation was there because you got up. Others getting up to come forward, that's just because that's what you do. You know this is, hey, this is an opportunity, but are you desperate? You see yourself standing out there on that dirt road, waiting for Elisha? And then you call out to him and say, come help me. You, you already know. Father, this morning. God, we rally around your people. Our friends our family
Father, some, some we're going to have to rally around and put our backs to so that we can watch the enemy while they're trying to break free. God, there's others. We just want to release your love and your peace and your, your grace. An empowering grace to relieve them of the pressures of life. God, there's others that are in desperation mode. And if you don't show up, God, like yesterday, they don't know what they're going to do. But Father, I pray the prayer that you prayed for Peter. The enemy looks to sift you like wheat. But I pray that your faith not fail. See, some of you think that maybe you're Maybe you're in situation right now in your life that because you've done something bad or or maybe maybe God's just given you a little spanking or something. Can I tell you, there's a couple of you that are standing up here this morning that the only reason that you where you are right now is because God is positioning you for promotion. What is that position? That position is on your knees. It's humility. Humility brings promotion. It comes from God. But humility brings promotion. There's a couple of you, you've been wondering, God, I don't, I don't even understand. I've been, I've been really diligently seeking, and, and, and I do desire to be with you. And, but God, this word, for whatever the reason, this morning. See, He's empowered you for the next level in your walk because you're going to end up crossing the street And he don't want you to be caught off guard. Your life is precious. And he said he gathers all his little children in the palm of his hand. And no one can snatch them out. Man, you got to trust and believe. You're, you're setting in daddy's hand. Pastor, it's easier said than done. I, I know. I know. It's hard to live what you preach. I know. scripture just come to mind about the how many times am I to forgive someone and he said 70 times 7 
said 70 times 7 and this is what God just spoke in my spirit that's what I'm doing right now I'm forgiving again I don't, who, who is that for you've been God said he's forgiven again man it doesn't come with a prerequisite Father, I thank you that your graces are and your mercy is new every morning. God, I couldn't, I couldn't stand to think that I had to live tomorrow with leftover mercy. Because I'm going to use a bunch of it up today, I'm sure. I could not imagine tomorrow. Thank you for being you. See, a lot of the times the church thinks that it takes the pastor. And what you have to recognize is there's others that are meant to be doing. Some may get uncomfortable with it. Some may not be ready for it. Why are you fighting? No, nobody's looking at you because I shield you with the cross. Why are you fighting? I'm asking you just to rest. Rest in my word. Rest in my promises. Rest. Stop fighting. It's okay. Oh, if you would but just come and sit. Your sleepless nights would be over. Your soak-filled pillows with your tears would be dry. If you would just come. He said, my grace is sufficient. Father, I break that spirit of rebellion. You have no authority. Your days of wandering are over. Wandering whether this is going to come to pass or that's going to come to pass. If this will ever make it, if that will ever be, your days of wandering are over. 
why are you living a life standing on the hopes of the things of this world? When the things of this world that are tangible are temporary. It's what you can't put your hands around. It's what you can't wrap your mind around that's eternal. Hope in me. Hope in what is to be. You're sitting in here this morning. You're not even at the altar. You're, you're sitting here this morning. And for whatever the reason, you think that He doesn't hear your prayers, you're wrong. He said he lends his ear to you every time. God, this spirit of heaviness, Father, I break it this morning. You're not an outcast. You don't live with the lepers. You're not a pauper. Your daddy owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. You don't have to beg. You don't have to wonder. The only thing that stops you from getting it right is you. God said you don't have to live where you're at. It's just what you choose. Do you really honestly think that your steps were not orchestrated? You think you just happened to walk into the circumstance? Do you think it was out of coincidence? Did I not create this world? Have I not created you? Did I not call you from your mother's womb? Have I not named you? If you'll walk in the path I've placed your feet, I will prosper you. I will upgird you. 
I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Any tongue that will come against you, I will raise up a standard against it. Who am I? Who do I need to be? Did I not say that I am? That I am? Who do you need me to be? I am. Who do you desire me to be? I am. Look not to the left. Look not to the right. Lift up your head. O ye gates. This world's glamour. Is all but a distraction. Desire only what I can give you. Be careful not to desire the things that aren't yours, lest you covet. I have placed you in a doorway. You're neither in nor are you out. The decision's up to you. Don't turn back. The anxiety of life is not yours. Did I not say my peace I give to you? Man of God, be careful not to give in to the manipulation of the enemy. For what he comes to pull from you is that which I've given you. Stand guard 